Welcome to a live and active life, broadcasting encouragement to live your daily life with God's help and inspiration to reach for more of God by faith. Join Brenda Wolf for today's practical insights. Without any warning, something hits you hard and you realize it's challenging to manage a life loss. Sometimes you feel you're drowning in sadness, cut off from good things, observing others' joy at a distance, like a dream, wanting so badly for normal again, just wanting hope to return. Yet you still face your loss. So how do you turn the corner in a loss? This is about your life. When you are hurting, turning the corner seems hard, even distant. Sometimes depression has already rooted and life seems empty. So let's get to work. How can things change? Since most of life is outside your control, what difference does it make to try to turn the corner in a loss? As painful as this process can be, There's a glow of hope attached to it, like the glow of a single candle someone forgot to blow out. And that candle speaks to your heart. It says, there are still good times ahead of you, special relationships to experience, celebrations to participate in, and joy that multiplies the light of a single candle into an entire choir of candles. But how do you get there? What needs to happen to turn the corner in a loss? Because God keeps His promises, you can claim them in your losses. Here are some affirming promises you can start with. Jeremiah 31.3 says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. Then Deuteronomy 31, 6 says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Zephaniah three seventeen adds, The Lord your God takes great delight in you. He renews you by His love. He shouts for joy over you. And then Isaiah 43 Verse 4, you are precious and honored in my sight, and I love you. Promises are powerful. Comfort is real. You can have both from God. Since He offers comfort, take in this comfort by faith. Let's look at a couple of more verses, and they focus specifically on comfort. Psalm 119, verse 76. May your unfailing love be my comfort according to your promise. Psalm 23, verse 4. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And then Psalm 72, verse 21. You will increase my honor and comfort me once more. Notice that the verses that we quoted earlier talk about what God says. 
He's going to do for you things that are true for you. And these verses that we just went through talk about how you are going to take those verses to heart and put them into action. Similarly, even more scriptures like these take you on a journey through loss and into comfort as you work to turn the corner in a loss. Still, it helps to have practical action steps to make this turn. This means investing a certain amount of energy, resolve, and your whole heart into the process. And sometimes, this can be hard to do. But it is worth it. So let's explore action steps that light your path. Eventually, after giving your one candle to God, you come to a place where many candles glow all around you. God honors your faith in His promises. Let's look at some helpful action steps to help you turn the corner in a loss. Practical action steps really help make a difference, and they are based on Scripture principles that cannot be changed. They also help you navigate daily life all year, not only when you're trying to turn the corner in a loss. So let's grab these next action steps that we're going to talk about and apply them not only to our losses, but also to our daily life. Number one is be honest and real about your life, your event, the loss that you experienced. You don't have to pretend, deny, or sweep your loss under the carpet. It is part of you now. So be honest and real about it. Number two, God cares and loves you. Remember, your life is extremely important to God. He does care and love you. As you draw close to God, He will help you accept and adjust, and it will take time. But God renews your hope as you turn to Him. Number three, refuse to blame God. He did not pick you out of the crowd to pierce your heart. Quite the opposite. He singled you out of the crowd and took the pierce that threatened your life. His work on the cross gives hope, even in painful seasons. If you are seeking to place blame, remember your enemy who hates you and uses this broken world to pierce people. So, refuse to blame God. Number four, be aware of God's presence. Ask God to help you to be extra aware of His dear presence. That means you need to actually focus on Him being right with you, inside you. When you bathe in His deep, abiding, dependable love, you release yourself into God's comfort and grace. You will never regret this leap of faith. Consequently, you'll find unexplained peace even in your pain. And you can look up Philippians 4, verse 7. Number five, move forward. Keep being real. Weep. Be honest, but refuse to stunt your life or become paralyzed. There is more of your life ahead. There comes a time to wipe tears away and move forward. God is still good and wants to share His goodness and love with you. Will you let Him? Will you move forward? 
Number six, manage your thought patterns. Keep negative downward cycling thought patterns out of your head. These are not even part of grieving. They are self-absorbed and unhealthy in good times or bad. Healthy grieving spends time with memories and then seeks to move forward, even in extreme sadness. There may even be anger. That is normal. Grieving coexists with good that is still present in life. Together, these two, the grieving and the good, take you to a better place. But it's up to you to actively guard your heart against downward cycles that suck the very life out of you. So manage your thought patterns. Number seven, identify and fill voids. As you identify those voids, begin to fill them with healthy events, positive people, and new traditions. You are not neglectful or disrespectful toward your loss when you welcome new blessings into your life. In fact, by moving forward with your memories and wishes it could have been different, you actually validate your loss. Your memories and wishes affirm you have good reason to grieve. So make the loss worthwhile by letting God redeem it. Fill voids and open your heart to His healing. Number eight, build with others. Even if in small ways, be a bit adventurous. Try new things. Let courage grow. Make new memories with others for your future. In fact, let losses propel you into experiences and relationships in healthy ways. Don't be afraid to embrace more candles. As you apply all these action steps, all eight of them, you're being a healthy person. Remember, what you practice is what you become. Let's go ahead and go through those eight helpful action steps that help you turn a corner in your loss. First of all, be honest and real. Second, remember that God cares and He loves you. Third, refuse to blame God. Fourth, be aware of His presence. Number five, move forward. Six, manage your thought patterns. Seven, identify and fill voids. And number eight, build with others. I'd like to share with you a bit of my experience, how I have learned to turn the corner in a loss. And although our life situations and details are different, my life is not that much different than yours. Sorrow slams into my world, too. Crisis works to beat me down. Despair whispers lies. Energy is depleted and dreams get smashed. So why do I still have hope? Where does the glow of my single candle come from? Matthew eleven, twenty-eight and 29 says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Friends, this is Jesus himself speaking. 
the God-man, and I choose to believe him. This helps me rest in his active, medicinal love, and I am healed. But it does take time and resolve. Listen to this process of increasing the glow of more candles. First of all, come to Jesus with weariness, burdens, and losses is the beginning, and only the beginning. So come to Jesus with it all. Second, let go of losses into his love and care. Third, accept everything he wants to give. And he wants to give comfort, healing, renewal. He wants to rebuild. He wants to put a new path in front of you. So accept everything he wants to give you. Number four, take up the gifts that he offers. That means nothing until you actually take them. So open your heart and accept them. Number five, learn the next steps from the man, Jesus, who had many losses in his life. He is helping you through this season, and he's giving you more training. Number six, lean into Christ's gentle, humble, strong heart. That fills your heart with the glow of a miracle. His gentleness, humility, his courage and strength become yours. And number seven, as all of this is happening, you find rest for your inner heart. You finally find the place where more candles shine brightly. And then number eight, now you can go forward in your life. Let's review those steps again. Number one, coming to Jesus with your weariness, burdens, and losses. Two, letting go of losses into his love and care. Three, accepting everything he wants to give you. Four, taking up the gifts that he offers. Five, learning next steps in your season of training. Six, leaning into Christ's gentle, humble, strong heart. Number seven, recognizing that as this happens, you actually are finding rest for your inner heart. And then number eight, knowing that you can and must go forward in your life. In summary, if God didn't care deeply about your heartaches, he wouldn't have sent Jesus to be your Savior, your friend, and your dearest companion. Jesus willingly came to suffer with and for his dear people to show God's love, to forgive sins and heal bodies, to raise the dead, to comfort those who mourn and suffer. Then, at the climax of his life, he gave up his life to pay the ransom for sin once for all and to conquer death. One day, Jesus will come back as a great, powerful, beautiful king. Under his reign, no one will suffer or die. Every need will be met abundantly. The aching human heart will be healed. No one will be afraid or lonely. Ultimate comfort will be your constant reality. The good news? This king extends intimate, loving friendship to you 
now. Here are some application questions and thoughts. The first one, the message of hope, the glow from one candle is this. God is already in process of putting a path of comfort before you. This path has hope and a future. He will take you to a place with many candles and prosper your life. That's the promise from Jeremiah 29, 11. The second thing is, will you let him? Will you trust him for all of that? And the third thing is simply a question. Why not choose to come near to God, even as he has already chosen to come near to you? And that is the reality of James 4, verse 8. Do visit our website for devotional materials, articles, podcasts, and resources to help grow your faith in God. Pursue noble character and an alive and active life. You've been listening to Brenda Wolf with Alive and Active Life. Visit our website at www.aliveandactivelife.org. Your web-based home for resources, including books and ebooks, libraries of articles, podcasts, and more as you navigate life's challenges and issues. Sign up on our email list to stay current with the tools you need to be the person God designed, living an alive and active life.